Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. understand the flag represents our constitution and the bill of rights and today ladies and gentlemen i can be here to preach before you because the flag says i have a right to gather in the first amendment it says the right of assembly the right of assembly to gather and the right to worship the lord as we choose that flag represents our citizenry rights in america to do so. And I did so with freedom today and with liberty today. I don't know how you did, but I did. I was just sensed a real freedom to worship today. Worship team, you did an amazing job. You inspired me. So would you just declare this with me? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You may be seated. Thank you. And thank you again, gentlemen and ladies who stood to represent the different areas that you served our great nation. Father, I just thank you today for your goodness, your kindness, sense of your presence already this morning. Such a sense of liberty and the worship and the songs that were chosen for us. And so today I'm asking that by your Holy Spirit you would unveil the word of God to us, that we might see it clearly today, that we might comprehend and understand the fullness of your plan and your purpose in Jesus' name. And everybody said, would you open your Bibles to Song of Solomon with me? Let's go to Song of Solomon. The Song of Solomon, we're going to go to chapter 2 and verse 4. like to read it to you from my Amplified Translation. Song of Solomon 2 and 4. He brought me to his banqueting table. The Amplified says his banqueting house. And his banner over me was love. For love waved as a protecting and comforting banner over my head when I was near him. Did you hear that? I know uh, in some translations it says, he brought me to his banqueting table and his banner over me is love. But the Amplified takes the picture there and reveals to us the furtherance of what that means. The Amplified means that more words should be or could be used in looking at the words that are in the Hebrew. So it says, he brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me was love. For love waved as a protecting and comforting banner over my head when I was near him. Love waved like a comforting, a protecting banner over me when I was near him. Have you ever felt the presence of God so close that you knew that he was just, he was right there and there was an overwhelming sense of protection, his presence? Have you experienced that? Even today, as we were worshiping in these songs, 
He reigns. The more we sang about him reigning, uh, him reigning over darkness, the light overshadowing darkness, so reigning over darkness. I thought about the power of that this morning. I just want to ask you to consider that banners, uh, we've used them to communicate with one another just as the word of God communicates to us with banners. The flag of Israel, um, okay, used to be right up there. The flag of Israel looks like the talit that you see hanging on the cross right there. And so there's the star of David that is in the flag, but the colors of the talit are, uh, of the flag are like the talit, the prayer shawl. And so it's literally a banner that uh, blows in the wind and it communicates a message. It is the nation of Israel. It is also communicating um, the very purpose of being in relationship with him and having a tabernacle moment, an experience in his presence whereby which we are drawn near to him and he is with us. Hence, he brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me was love for love waved as a protecting and comforting banner over my head when I was near him. So there are banners, we use them to communicate in the military. They use banners and ships, especially in the day before there was communication devices. Certain flags communicated certain things. They could raise a banner, a flag or banner, bring it down, and then it would communicate. It would also let them know if the admiral was on the ship or whose whose flag representing the leadership of that, as well as going into a military warfare. If there was a, a military fight, then certain banners represented those kings of those countries or those uh, um, particular admirals or those generals that were coming into battle. So a, a banner communicates to us. And right now it would seem that there is a whole lot of miscommunication going on because we haven't waved the right banner. That flag that we just made a a pledge to is not the ultimate banner that I want to talk about today. It's a banner. It's an important one because I live in this country and because I live in this country, it represents my rights that were purchased with blood and sweat and tears by men and women throughout the history of our nation. It also speaks as a rebuke to when crimes and sin is committed against the innocent in this nation. It also reminds me that I have a responsibility to speak out and say wrong is wrong and right is right. It it invokes, it inspires on the inside of me. If the flag is a trigger for you, you need to repent of something in your life. And then forgive someone from your life so that that will not be for you a trigger of hatred, but a trigger of truth. That you have rights to say when something is wrong, it's wrong. And to say when something is right, it is right. It's a declaration of protection of the citizenry in our nation. But it's not the ultimate banner. I want to talk about today, but I have to bring attention to it. This this U.S. banner, it's it's been called Old Glory. Have you ever seen images of the flag just kind of blowing in the wind? It's just patriotic. Francis Scott, when he wrote our national anthem for us, he saw the flag as it was waving in 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 the edge of the night there, and he could see it, and the bombs bursting in air. 
and all the smoke and all the flames and the warfare going on and the inspiration that came to him that we use for that amazing flag, it still reminds us. In fact, in your bulletin today, um, there's the words of this two verses of the song, not all the verses, but two of them. But I'd like to read to you from your bulletin the, 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 the last verse of the song. Oh, thus be it ever when free men shall stand between their loved homes and the war's desolation. Blessed with victory and peace, may the heaven-rescued land praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation. Then conquer we must when our cause is, it is just. And thus, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read through trifocals. And thus our motto, and the... Sometimes it just helps to do that and go close. Then conquer we must when our cause it is just. And this be our motto, in God is our trust. And the star-spangled banner in triumph shall wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. In God be our trust. The other verses are quite significant as well when I think about who is our trust in. My trust is not in that flag. That flag represents something. But our founding was in God. Our founding was a trust that God had given every man inalienable rights. And we had a battle with that for a while. Our nation was divided for a moment. But God began to do a work of reunification and healing. God would send prophets like Martin Luther King to proclaim truth and to lead the way for by which we might once again remember. He honored the flag because he knew the promise that that banner represented. Hear me, hear me. This particular amazing old glory, this banner, it is a representative of God's purpose for America. Write this down real quick. Just take a moment, put it in your phone. God's purpose for America. The four corners of the flag represents the four corners of the earth. And this flag has gone to the four corners of the earth. It has went to bring liberty and freedom to people who were oppressed, not just our own nation when it was oppressed, but other nations when they were being bombarded by dictatorships. We gave our sons and daughters to fight for the freedom of other people because we believe that in our constitution, all men and all women are created equal. So we not only fought to preserve it here, but we also believed that there was a call from God to take it to the four corners of the world. The four corners of the flag represent that, I believe, to us today. The red represents the blood that was shed throughout the process of this nation. Not just its birth, but blood that's been shed even since. Innocent blood. The white represents the imputed righteousness of God that comes from Christ Jesus, important for us. The white represents the call to live as righteous men and women. A call to live in cleanness, to be pure of heart and thought. The white represents this call as a nation, this call as a people to live pure. And he who sits upon the throne of God and his call for us to then be in relationship with him. 
The 50 stars represent the Pentecost and Jubilee that the flag really, again, engenders for us. This flag represents a jubilee from tyranny, a jubilee from, from, from the power of dictatorship. And so these 50 stars and that represent this amazing Pentecost, it's time again for us to return to the word of God. Pentecost was about receiving the word of God to bring it into our bosom. They struggled with it in the Old Testament, but because of Christ, we now have been given the opportunity to take a stony heart out and receive a heart of flesh. And then the word, the law, the word of God, not just be in a stone next to me, but be in here, in my heart. This Pentecost, this Jubilee. I also see the stripes that represent healing. This flag should represent a call to healing. We need healing today. And I'm just asking you that when you see the stripes, just say, yes, indeed, I prophesy there will be healing because of Jesus' stripes. The stripes on that flag should represent Christ's healing stripes. The flag did not heal me. You can't heal me. Jesus in you can bring healing to me. But Jesus is yet the healer. So when I see the stripes of white and of red, it's a promise that because of his blood, I can be cleansed clean. Though my sin be as scarlet, they can be washed white as snow. The lastly, I see this flag represents, not, not lastly, almost lastly, the pole. The pole represents this vertical relationship. When I see the flag, it once again reminds me it's pointing to our Heavenly Father. It's pointing to the Lord and is saying, He and He alone can be sovereign of your heart and your life, and He needs to be sovereign of our nation. The Word of God tells us that one day He will rule as sovereign here. A thousand years He will rule, and He rules with a rod of iron. If you didn't know that one, think that one through. But the pole points again to our Heavenly Father. Aren't you glad for that? It also is a, it's a symbol of the one right behind it. It's a symbol of the cross. It's the vertical beam. And then when the flag is waving and it's, it's, you know, the wind is blowing and it goes horizontal, it once again points to us to the power of the cross. And the last thing, it's not on these particular poles, but many times you will see the eagle on the top of the pole. And the eagle represents you and me, the saints of God, those who've been called to mount up with wings like eagles so that they who run should not be weary. And they who walk would not faint. So the flag has a picture for me today. I'm just asking for us as believers, you would see this other banner behind it. It's the banner of the cross. Again, the pole, the beam that runs vertical in our relationship with the Lord. And Jesus paid so that you and I could have this. But you don't have this if you don't embrace the horizontal. You will not go to heaven hating anyone. They're louder this time over here. I don't care if you've been to the altar and bought your fire insurance. I'm just telling you, Jesus said, hate your brother, you're out. Oh, but Lord, Lord, I cast out devils. I raised the dead. I, I healed people in your name. And he says, and I never knew you. One could be so skilled at the power of his name 
and never be in any way, shape, or form intimately knowing the Savior as King, Lord, and Sovereign of life. So this morning when I look at the cross, I see once again the power of a unity, a banner that's over me. When I'm near him, I feel it waving over me, protecting me, comforting me. I'm trembling under such a sense of the awesomeness of the Lord today that God wants us to once again declare he reigns. Pastor, there's trouble in River City, but he reigns. Pastor, there's been horrible things happening all across our nation, but he reigns. Pastor, did you read about the wickedness of Joplin and what it's done in 1903? I did, and I grieved, and I cried, and then I said, but the Lord reigns. And what I want to know, is there anyone who will declare that the Lord reigns? Because I know when flesh reigns, it gets sick real quick and does dirty and hates sin in the heart of a man who chooses to reign instead of surrender to Christ. When his banner of love is not over us, then it's a banner of piratry. Preaching better than I'm hearing the piano play, but that's okay. There are pirates in our nation. There are pirates in our nation. I said there's pirates in our nation. And God wants us to call for the sovereign God of heaven and earth to come and rule in the hearts of men and women. You know, you cannot shoot the pirates and stop it. It's a spirit. It's sin. You can't corral them. You you cannot close them off. the more, the more you protest against what you hate, you stir up the spirit of hate. You can't protest. I'm not saying that you should not declare when wrong is wrong. I'm saying we should according to the, the right of assembly because of that first banner we talked about. But I just want to remind you that the more we protest, it stirs up a spirit, every spirit. But when we intercess, when we pray, When we begin to call on the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, when we let the name of Jesus be on our lips, something happens. It's it's not, I'm I'm just saying, listen, you gotta say wrong is wrong. I'm I'm not saying that's not okay. I'm saying it's okay, but just remember, it can only do so much. And part of what it does is just stirs up everybody's opinion. But when the name of Jesus is called upon and the word of God is lifted up, it settles the issue. Is not my word like fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. His name is Yahweh. The Lord is one. Did you hear me? When when I declare his name, when I say Jehovah, something happens. So I'm just asking you, what banner, what banner do you want? Jesus waves a banner that declares equality better than any other banner made by a man or a woman. There's a banner of equality from Song of Solomon, chapter two, verse four. It's just very clear here what it states that he is and what he does and what he will provide for us. So someone just say this, his banner over me 
is love. I'm my beloved's and he is mine. That's what the song says. I'm my beloved's and he is mine. His banner over me is love. Talking about Jesus. I'm my beloved's and he is mine. His banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. 244 years, this Constitution and Bill of Rights has stood the test. Every time you hear somebody say we need a new Constitution, that's the spirit of Antichrist at work. Just let me call that out. So you and I, our our Constitution and the Bill of Rights is like the bylaws of the citizenry. It is what we have agreed to live by and to declare. But I got some better bylaws. I have a better constitution and bill of rights I'd like to talk about for the next few moments. It's called the word of God. The kingdom constitution of the believers, our bylaws, is in Isaiah 40 and 8. I just quoted it a moment ago. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God stands forever. God's word is a constitution that's eternal. His word is living because his word is a person. In the beginning was the word. And the word was God and the word was with God. And all things that were made by him, we know the verse continues to go on. The making, the creating, the existence, the person is a word, is the word, is him, Yeshua. Someone say Yeshua. Uh, In the Greek, we derived it Jesus, but we see him in this amazing uh, contemplation, the declaration. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, Hebrews 4 and 12. Piercing, dividing asunder, even the soul and the spirit. What we need to do is proclaim an intercess, intercessory prayer, and proclaim the word of God right now into the heavenlies over our nation so that we can wave a different banner. There are banners being waved. Pick my side, pick my side. No, pick my side. No, pick my side. Pick my belief, pick your nose. But when... I came to his banqueting table. He invited me to his banqueting table. When the world all around me felt like a wearisome place, when fear and dread were the song of the day, God invited me to come to his house. He had already spread a table for me. And at that table was this banqueting table of his love. And over me was a banner of his love. And I felt protected. I felt comforted under his banner. So there are banners by which there is no protection. Chaz is not the banner of blessing. Only three of you know who Chaz is. It's a place... It won't help you. Pastor Cindy says, watch it now. So John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So just look at your neighbor and say, sanctify yourself with his truth. Look at your neighbor and say, he's getting down to the end of what he's going to say in in a few minutes. I just got, I'm just, I'm a page and a half away. Look at your neighbor and say, here we go. Four components. There's the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the amendments, but I want to show you the four components to the believer's kingdom bylaws. Ready? Number one, faith. Write it down. Say faith. 
faith like a grain of mustard seed. Go to Romans 3 and 28 with me, would you? I want to read it. Just think it's a good word for us today. Oh, I'm so happy. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by his works. Is that what your Bible says? I know you're looking at me like, what translation is that? Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Your justification is not because you kept the law. You can keep the law because your justification is by faith. Faith. Just say it out loud, faith. Faith's a whole lot easier than you trying to keep every one of the rules. And now we've got 613 from Moses to try to figure out how to make just the original 10 work. Look at, look, just, just look at me and say, it ain't working, Pastor Dan. It's, it's not. But therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. He is, is, is he the a God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, and of the Gentiles also. Why? Not because of deeds of the law, because they worshiped a certain way, but because of faith. Seeing it is one God, which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. And so we do not make void the law through faith, but God forbid, yea, we establish the law. When we talk about establishing the law, we're talking about the word of God being established in our heart so that it works in us. But it's a faith, power, empowerment, activation. It's because of faith in him. Someone say faith. So that's really easy. There's just four. First one is faith. The second one is life. Say life. Go to Romans 8. 8 and 20. Let's go to Romans 8 and 2. How about that? Romans 8 and 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Come on, somebody. This is going to be an easy constitution. It begins with faith. What's my constitution? Well, kingdom constitution and bylaws is it will be by faith. Faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things. And I say faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It will require faith. So faith is the first cornerstone of that a constitution. The second one is life. And that is the life of God that's in Christ Jesus. For we, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made us free from the law of sin and death. I'm going to read it from another translation here. It says it this way, for the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being has freed me from the law of sin and the law of death. Do you like that? That's the Amplified. It's it's saying here that this life which is in Christ Jesus, the law of my new being or our new being. You and I are brand new. Oh my Lord, someone will just say brand new. So what... So, so, uh, let me read this verse three. For God has done what the law could not do. Boom. So that deeds thing we read a moment ago is now being underscored again. It's power being weakened by the flesh, the entire nature of man without the Holy Spirit, sending his own son in the guise of sinful flesh and as of an offering, a sin offering, God condemned sin in the flesh, subdued, overcame, deprived it of its power over all who accept the sacrifice that Jesus Christ is. Aren't you glad? So life, what kind of life? The kind of life that subdues all the power of sin 
Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free. Never miss your favorite show again. For more than 30 years, KNEO has been bringing you great Bible teachers on a local and national level. And now we've made it easier than ever to hear from these great men and women of God. KNEO's entire lineup is now available to listen anytime, anywhere through our website. Go to KNEO.org slash podcast to see all the options. You can search for programs alphabetically, or you can select individual categories like culture, kids, leadership, or music. We even have a category just for locally produced programs so you can hear from pastors and spiritual leaders located right here in the four-state area. And all these resources are absolutely free. Kaneo's mission is to get God's Word in front of you, and this is one of the ways we do it. Give it a try today. Go to kaneo.org and click on the podcast tab to get started.